We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugge with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. I am Megan Weiskup with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife, Parks, and Tourism. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Welcome back to She Goes Outdoors. Glad to see you back with us this week. It has been so beautiful out here in Iowa. I know Kansas and Nebraska have been enjoying this beautiful 70 degree weather. It's hard to believe it's November. Pheasant hunting has been opened, but we're getting ready for that beautiful holiday of Thanksgiving and Black Friday. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate people. No offense to y'all. I hate stores. I hate crowds. And I'm kind of stingy and I hate spending money. So we decided that this week we were going to talk about Green Friday. We're going to just change the name, take Black Friday, throw it away. We're starting with Green Friday. And we want to talk about all the different things that we could do outside instead of spending money in the stores. We want to avoid the crowd, social distance, get outside and just re-engage and 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 enjoy ourselves. Most of us have the day off. We're lucky enough to do that. So how are we going to spend it with friends and family? I don't know about you guys, but my family enjoys exploring state parks. We just discovered one, I I kid you not, is 15 minutes from our house. I don't know how we've never known it was there. And we were sparked because they had a wild or a sunflower patch. So we went on this giant search to find this area. And it's beautiful. It has this huge pond well, actually, it was a lake. There were boats on it. It's a lake. Um, but it was just, it was unreal. I, I couldn't believe that this beautiful piece of land was just so f- close to us and we had no idea. So I know we're going to go and try and explore a state park. I like this idea of focusing on Green Friday. Let's go outside. Let's uh, be green rather than the Black Friday part of it. And it's certainly the black, as you uh highlighted Rachel there's a lot of black to Black Friday (laughs) let's let's make it green today in this episode and I like your idea of exploring state parks wherever you're listening to this podcast episode from explore those opportunities whether it's even a local a recreation area state park I guarantee there is something close to you that you truly did not know was there Expanding on to the top 10 things that we are going to do on Green Friday is what I'm going to do is I am going to pull out that outdoor cooking gear and make something in maybe my Dutch oven using leftover turkey. You know, we eat turkey, we like it, but it gets to be a big bird gets to be a lot of what to prepare with that leftover bird. And so I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning maybe like a turkey pot pie made into the Dutch oven. Julia, that sounds absolutely amazing. I, you know, I don't even know. I haven't found the recipe yet. It'll be there. It'll be something. <laughs> I might pull out the Mar- Martha Stewart in me and just make it up. You know, I've been thinking, and um, I don't know about you guys, but I have this irrational fear. Maybe it's irrational. Maybe it's totally rational. 
of being trampled on Black Friday. I've never gone Black Friday shopping and I'm so scared that I'm going to be one of those people you hear about on the news if I were to ever go. It's like, oh, lady gets trampled in front of Best Buy or something like that. So I don't even mess with it because I'm terrified, terrified of people and herds of people. I was thinking about um, things and I think obviously after the holidays, you want to get outside and uh, work off a little bit of those extra calories you may or may not have consumed. So it'd be really, really fun to do a scavenger hunt with your family or all together. And that can either be things you plant and kind of get everybody up and moving, or you could even work it into maybe like a pre-hunt scavenger hunt. So look for deer sign. because obviously rifle season is coming up soon or look for bird sign, something like that. Um, it could be really fun. Get you off, off the couch, get you moving, and maybe practice some of your other outdoor skills. Excellent idea. I really like that, being able to go outside and work off those extra pounds. And I'm right there with you, Tana. I, I'm not a crowd person. It's like I get anxiety when people are around me, and I'd rather just be on the couch or outside doing something and not feel like I'm going to be trampled by anything but my own kids. Megan has joined us as two. We got the whole party. We got all four of us today. Megan, what is something that you are going to do on this Green Friday? Well, like like most of you, I, I'm not a big one for crowds either or wanting to, to get trampled and enjoying the, the midnight rush of shopping. And, and definitely Amazon and me have become great friends over the last couple of years. And, and that's what I like to stick to, uh, the comfort of my, my own couch or even in the turkey blind or in an elevated stand hunting deer, I can do my shopping right there. So I, I think I'll be uh, avoiding that day as well. One of the things that we usually start thinking about over the, the Thanksgiving holiday days is getting our snowmobiles ready. Um, I know here in Iowa and I think both Nebraska and Kansas have gotten a little a taste of it already. Um, I know we've had about 12 to 14 inches of measurable snow already here in our great state. So definitely gets you thinking about hitting the trails. So we'll be getting the machines out, making sure that everything's running good, checking our gags. So um, under the ski, there's little metal wear bars that help guide you when you're going down the trail and help you keep in alignment and in what direction you want to go. So yeah, definitely need to check those each year as they they wear down especially when you do have to cross concrete or gravel from the previous season and and just making sure all those fluids are topped off all the lights are working the belt's good um, you definitely don't want to get out there on the middle of a trail and and have to uh, sub-zero temperatures have to to change those out on the trail so we'll just start going through our kind of our pre-season checklist and i know we've already got our our sleds re-registered for the upcoming year and um, our trail permits um, that are also required in iowa are on sale through um, our go outdoor system or anywhere hunting and fishing licenses are sold so we'll be getting those purchased and and waiting for those trails to open in December. So um, that's one thing that we always look forward to getting ready for each season during Thanksgiving. You make a very good point, Megan. You could spend that time preparing, but also could spend that time winterizing equipment, maybe winterized campers, winterizing boats, if you feel like you're not going to get out there anymore. It's so hard to think about with some of the more pleasant weather we've had recently of winterizing your stuff, but winter is right around the corner. It is coming. Rachel, you know, did you get to go pheasant hunting opening season and do you think you're going to maybe hit the field on the screen Friday or this Thanksgiving weekend? We did. We got out. It was wonderful. My nine-year-old and I, we got three and a half miles in. So he was he was pretty excited about that. Um, we saw a bunch of pheasant. Fault is mine. I had a shot and I missed. So uh, oh, that's he, okay. He 
he was quick to remind me that I could have harvested, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, so he, he wa actually walked behind me the, the whole time with his stick and was just beating things. And it was wonderful and just kept asking, you know, what's this flower? What's that? What's this? I had no idea on half of it, but we collected a lot of prairie seed. Um, and we're going to look in the in our books to figure out what in the world we were walking through. But yeah, we had a great time. He's already put it on our list of things to do again. I hope everyone else got a chance to get out. It sounds like harvest was really good in Iowa opening weekend. I know Tana's almost to the season and by Green Friday, you guys will finally be open again. And Julia, I know you guys in Nebraska are also open. So um, I, I think a lot of people get caught up in opening day and, and forget that the rest of the season is open too. So, so Green Friday, Green Friday weekend, I'm now calling it, it's no longer Thanksgiving weekend, is also open. And so get out there and enjoy. Um, it's a great way to discover new land. We have WMA areas here and IHAP, so the Iowa Hunting and Access Program. So you can get on different land in your area, um, see some new terrain. And That's spot on because, I, you know, with your terrain and where you can find birds and walk in those areas. I talked to one of our uh, Nebraska uh, law enforcement officer, and he is located in northeast Nebraska, just at the edge of Iowa in the Sioux City area. And he's somewhat new to that area and was absolutely amazed by uh, the pheasants that they have been seeing in that area. And so they are expanding across the state. Pheasants Forever, our local agriculturalists, everyone is working on expanding that habitat so that we can continue to grow those populations. And Rachel's defense real quickly, um, it was a very windy opener. So when those birds got up there, they were like sails. Um, so oh. that has sparked like one other idea for me, because you, you typically think about it more in the, the spring or summer. But, you know, our three great states have a lot of wind power coming across them, being a little bit flatter. And, and definitely we're all leaders in, in wind energy and all that. But um, even thinking about just taking that kite out again for one last fly over the, the Thanksgiving holiday would be um, a great way to take get outdoors. Like Rachel said, there's a lot of great public areas out there and get out and explore even with your kite one last time. Tiana, I think you're probably the, the, maybe the angler of the four of us. What about fishing? Is that something that we can encourage our listeners to do? Is that something maybe you'll be doing that week? Holy smokes. Julia, I am so excited. We just started stocking trout in Kansas. Oh. So the trout are in the ponds. It's go time. Trout make up a big part of my diet in the wintertime, harvesting them out of our ponds. It's such a fun program. Obviously, you can fish year round anyway, but to know that we're putting trout in these ponds and community lakes around the state really makes sure that people have access to all kinds of unique opportunities. So um, if you're in the Kansas area or even as an out-of-stater and you want to come check that out, you just need your fishing license and then an additional trout permit. And you can look on our website for all the different stocking locations. We stock 32 locations across the state with trout. It's a ton. It's so much fun to get out there. Obviously, um, our hybrid bass or wiper are still running in the fall, and that's a really good time. But you can still go out and plink bluegill from the shores as well. And that's always fun, of course. So, and you know, nobody says that you have to have turkey on Thanksgiving. You could do a little smoked trout for Thanksgiving. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think my kids actually would enjoy fish over turkey. And you won't have the leftovers either, right? <laughs> exactly. 
I'm so impressed with you guys because you are just so active getting out there and hunting and doing things after Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving weekend or Green Friday weekend um, completely revolves around food. So one of the things that we'll probably be excited about this year is all the new little bits and pieces that we'll be able to add to our compost pile. If you haven't started thinking about starting a compost pile, November is a great time to do it, um, especially with all of the odds and ends from holiday cooking. Be careful about what you put in it. Definitely do some research so you're not putting protein or anything like that in there. But as you're chopping up carrots or um, anything you want to maybe roast with your turkey, really be thinking about those bits and pieces that could go into a compost pile because now's a great time to start. Yeah, and add that to the garden for the future as it breaks down in the middle of winter. Great idea, great idea. Boys are charged up to go squirrel and rabbit hunting. It is a small game season around here. Absolutely love it. My 10 year old honestly looks like Elmer Fudd walking around with his 22 or just sitting in. I mean, we live out in the country, so he is able to easily access just to go right outside our back door. And so I call him Elmer Fudd. He sits out there in his camo next to the tree and he scouts the the rabbits and the squirrels. And I, I think it's his favorite time of year for that purpose. Encourage anyone listening to this that squirrel and rabbit hunting, it's an easy gateway into hunting to be able to go out to wildlife management area as we've been talking about look for the small game because that's like I said it's an it can be an, an entryway into hunting or even just go out there and, and observe they are the <laughs> they're the quickest unique critters to watch just go out there in nature and observe them and, and you bring up a good point I mean most of squirrel hunting or at least I find the easiest way to squirrel hunt is to find a tree and sit and just wait, you know, as soon as you walk into the woods, it goes so quiet. And then if you just sit and wait, it's amazing how loud it gets so quickly. And if you, it, it's such a challenge for me to actually sit still. And Megan can certainly attest to that since she shared a turkey blind with me a couple of times. I, I'm really bad at it. So it's something I actively am trying to work on, but it is amazing how loud they are and how active, you know, my nine-year-old, like he loves it. And he has the same Elmer Fudd outfit. Um, it's the, the camo zip up outfit. And then I at least put a little blaze orange on him so that we know that he's out there. So <laughs> Megan's mentioning that she has a turkey recipe for your Dutch oven, Julius. Do tell. I mean, maybe we need to, um, we could post that on in our show notes and our Facebook page and share with everyone. Most definitely. So when you, you know, definitely if you're having a lot of family over, it seems like with ours, even with a smaller family, we still have a ton of leftovers. It's, it's just so hard to cook even um, when you're trying to do it for a three or four people. So one of the things that I like to do um, with some of our leftover turkey, and you could do this definitely in your Dutch oven. Um, I do it on the Dutch oven and stove, but you could definitely do it in the Dutch oven outside as well. And it's called like a, a one pot turkey casserole. And we'll definitely post the recipe, but it's just using some of your olive oil, you know, onion, garlic, sliced mushrooms, chicken broth, milk, uncooked macaroni, and then you could use those leftover mixed vegetables that you have out there, um, leftover shredded turkey, 
little bit of sour cream and Parmesan and cheddar cheese. I'm a, I'm a sucker for pasta. I, I think I should have been born in, in Italy for sure. But so I always look for ways that I can uh, make something, a pasta creation out of my leftovers. And that's one that, that feels good in the tummy the next day. I love that idea. I'm, I grew up being one that kind of just makes those dump casseroles for what is in the refrigerator. And I like doing that. And I'm probably the only one in my family that enjoys those meals. Megan, I may sneak over the border and um, <laughs> get some get some of your leftover casserole there because it Come sounds on absolutely over. delicious. I'm going to be there. <laughs> you know, from a different perspective, I love that too, because um, during the holidays, the kitchen gets so crowded. The kitchen is always where people gather And you've got everybody in there cooking. And especially now with COVID, if you've got family coming and traveling, if you have family coming and helping you prepare your meals, how wonderful would it be to be able to duck outside and do a little Dutch oven cooking if the weather holds and be able to get away from some of that crowding in the kitchen? Oh, I agree. I just, I I tend to hide myself and, um, or prepare stuff ahead of time and then put it, put it on the table and leave. I, I, yeah, I am not one to be, crowded in the kitchen nor am I nowhere near like autumn oh come on Julia you're the hostess with the mostest you know it nope I'm not (laughs) I'm like I got the beer (laughs) I'll be in here you know what's funny is when my parents travel they bought a camper recently and they just love it they're so cute in their camper (laughs) when they travel to family gatherings anymore they haul their camper with them and they stay in the camper to try to avoid some of the family crowds and everybody's staying at the house And that is a wonderful idea. I mean, just be able to go, even if you're just tent camping, if you have enough land and can set up a tent in somebody's backyard, I would say absolutely do it. If the weather's nice enough, you'll have your own area, you'll be able to get away. Or, you know, if your family does live close enough to a state park where you can go and camp, that is a great option. This Um, is honestly my favorite time of the year to go camp. It is so nice because you, you want to be by the fire. I look forward to every meal and every other concoction that we can make over the fire to stay warm. Nobody else is at the campground. You have the whole place to yourself and it is so peaceful. It is absolutely my favorite time of the year. We always call it the uh, the frozen snowball camp out. We try and go as late in November as possible. I'm, go- I'm gonna admit I'm not very good at snow camping. I've tried it it's not my thing. It's too cold. But until that first snow hits, it is so nice out in the campground. So for those of you fair weather campers or your you summer campers, you enjoy yourselves. I will be at the campground in October and November, and I've tried December. And if we don't get snow, I'll still be there. So. And just now, are you a tent or a... Oh, tent? absolutely. Yeah. Um, all that other stuff is really fancy. And, and I give credit to those that, that do it. But no, give me a tent. Give me the most important. There are two things I think that are the most important. It's your mattress pad. And yes, I have one. And it's like three inches thick because that's what's going to keep you warm. And then your, your sleeping bag. Um, I have a sleeping bag I bought at L.L. Bean Outlet probably 15 years ago. Um, and it is the warmest thing. It's a, it's a zero bag or a negative 15 bag, a mummy bag. I love it. So those two things, you can sleep anywhere. Um, and then if you have a nice tent, it certainly does help because it's just going to keep that moisture off you. Sign me up for an outdoor tent 
any day. You can keep your campers and, and your TVs and your heaters. I'm a little jealous some days, but, but yeah, I'll be in the tent. Oh, I was going to say, in the beauty of winter camping or cool weather is you can always keep putting more clothes on to stay warm or more blankets. But when you're camping in the middle of summer, there's only so much you can take off. <laughs> Right, because you still are in a public place. Let's remember that. <laughs> yep, yep. You guys, I got my partner a new sleeping bag for his birthday, and we went and camped recently. I think it was a Teton brand, and it was like a zero degree canvas exterior. He hates the mummy bags. He's super broad shouldered, and yep. so he feels like he's being trapped. <laughs> and so, got him this big um, Teton. I think it's the brand, and he absolutely loves it. It's canvas exterior, and then it has that like red plaid pattern on the inside. You can zip them together to make like a queen size one. We do tent camp, but we are so spoiled. We have a queen size cot that has the air mattress built in. It's the best camping purchase I've ever made. It was 150 bucks from Amazon. This Coleman like pop out queen size cot with the air mattress built in. It comes with a pump. It's phenomenal. But we set that up and he got in that sleeping bag. And I swear to you guys, I thought he was dead. We had something brooding around our campsite and I turned into the biggest chicken and got so terrified and I was trying to wake up my protector and he snored so loud. I could not wake him. It was horrible. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> That's fantastic. He was probably calling something in with his snoring. That's what I was so scared of. I was like, what if something is threatened? It was snorting and rooting around. And we were in a part of Kansas that's really close to the Oklahoma border. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's wild pigs. We're going yep. to get like mauled oh, by wild yeah. pigs. I was yeah. so sure. But it was terrifying. We did survive. It ended up being an armadillo. So oh, really? points to Tana on her outdoorsiness there. I was terrified of this armadillo that was rooting around our campsite. We've uh, jokingly nicknamed it the killer diller. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, how did you figure out it was an armadillo? Well, I was so scared and I finally worked up the courage to set up in the cot, which obviously makes a ton of noise on an air mattress and shine the headlamp out of the tent. But you know what happens when you shine a light, try to th shine a light through a mesh tent. It just lights up the interior of the tent, but doesn't project outside. So then I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, whatever it is, it saw me. So I duck back down again. And then I'm terrified again because it doesn't move. I was like, surely I made all that noise. I shined a light. It's going to run away. Well, it doesn't. So now I'm like, whatever it is, it's here to eat us for sure. And so I was finally able to wake my partner up and say, hey, there's something outside. And as soon as he was awake, I was back in brave Tana mode because I don't know why. <laughs> but I finally peeked my head out of the tent with our headlamp and it was just an armadillo. And he was just perusing around, couldn't care. I walked right up to him and just didn't care. <laughs> I told Jacob, I was like, there are at least six deer in our campsite or wild pigs or something. It's out there. The, 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 what did you call it? The killer diller? <laughs> the killer diller, man. It almost got us. It was terrifying. But I got half a mind to take that sleeping bag away from him because if it had been anything threatening, he just would have kept on snoozing. Oh, <laughs> hey, here's another benefit to going camping when it's cooler is those animals start to, uh, well, most of them start to lay low a little bit more in the winters. <laughs> so the killer animals may not be after you. <laughs> camping in the winter. That Diller, man, he was ready to come visit us at the campsite. I think he would have crawled into our tent if I had left the door open. He had no cares. <laughs> no funny. So the other thing, as discovered at my uh, on my pheasant hunt, uh, I'm going to head out to the range. 
Green Friday weekend. It's a family pastime of ours. I'm probably going to be up on the trap range (laughs) practicing that shot. We love packing up our 22s and taking the family out and just spending the day plinking away, um, practicing our group, just really spending the day at the range. It's, it's a enjoyable day for us. And um, I know that will be high on the list of, of green Friday weekend activities. We like to get the handguns out. We, again, we own our own farm so we can, we have a big a uh, pile of dirt that we can create to our target and do some handgun shooting. And it's kind of fun, a kind of fun competition. I have a purple nine Ruger. So <laughs> it's kind of fun just to get it out of the safe and blow up some steam. That's fantastic. I have a Browning Buckmark 22, but it has pink grips. And I was going to switch them out. But um, being around a bunch of guys, I realized really quickly that no one would touch my buckmark with my pink grips because it was pink. So I kept them on there. I hate the color pink personally, but I kept them on there because it's it's like a warning flag of do not touch. It's mine. And it's been great. We've got some different targets like this, like little OK Corral shootout target and then a um, battleship target. We have a couple others that will put up uh, downrange and and kind of plink together and and so it's it's a really fun activity for the family it's it and then I'll head up to the to the trap range because god knows I I need to <laughs> try and hit that actual that pheasant that flies by and what a great idea too if you're thinking about potentially gifting someone a firearm for the holidays and um, maybe you have a loved one that's shown some interest in hunting or just recreational target shooting what a great time to get them out and get them shooting a couple different things so they can be comfortable and try to figure out what they might want. You know, sometimes people just, they maybe see a firearm or a archery system in an ad and instantly want it. So there's a lot there to take in consideration as far as fitting, the size, um, what is their intentions for that firearm or bow? Is it going to be just target shooting or is it going to be hunting? Have them try it out before you make that purchase. Great idea, Tana. I always think about it like buying a car. It's like, I don't know how many times I have loved the look of a car and then gotten in it to test drive and just been like, this is horrible. I would hate this if I had to drive this every day. So just like that, just give, give it a little test drive. And most of your indoor ranges, um, at least in Iowa, will have firearms that you can try. So you can you can rent them for the hour or the day or, or whatnot, whatever they do. But that way you can try a couple different pistols. You know, you really think you want a 1911 and then I'm going to be the big burly guy and shoot a 45. And I realized that I'm never going to pull that trigger because I don't like how it feels. I really like the nine or the 380. Um and then I personally have a, a Smith & Wesson Easy 380, and it has this really light slide on it. And I love it because while I do have big hands as a female, which isn't normally the case, um, I don't have that upper body strength to pull back a slide. So this that firearm in particular, I'm able to rack the slide um, and, and use a little bit bigger caliber of the 380 as opposed to just a nine. And and it's amazing. I would never have discovered that until I tried it um, in in a range or at a range and, and really experienced the difference between, because um, they all 
personally, they all look the same. They all look very identical. Um, and and I'm never going to take the time to learn the ins and outs of of the the nuances of the different firearms. So to actually hold one and, and try it, it, it does make such a difference. You know, these stores, they'll have specials on firearms. But to be honest, I'm not sure those are what you exactly want. Don't go to the store on Black Friday to try firearms or to try bows or archery equipment. Just not the time to do it. Those are the days that they're there to sell high volume of stuff, not necessarily the best quality of stuff and nor are you probably going to get their attention for the best fit. Uh, those stores, they have amazing specialists in those departments, but Black Friday or even this that entire weekend is not the time that would be the best to get their attention and ask a lot of those specific questions to make those purchases. Yeah, that's a really great point that if you're looking to buy firearms or, or archery equipment, you really need to put in the research and the time behind it and, and pick people's brains. And like you mentioned, Black Friday, they're about to pull their hair out <laughs> on a normal Black Friday weekend. I can't imagine what it's going to be like this year. So uh, uh be nice to our sales associates at our outdoor goods shops and and come back the next weekend or or during the week and ask them your questions then yeah you know we have come up with some amazing ideas some amazing things that are going to keep us active outdoors you know as we i think start to wrap up this list all four of us have I'm sure piles or totes of things that need to be fixed, mended. I certainly know I do. Um, I'm guilty of pulling it out. Let's say the camel right before I hit the field and especially this year just wasn't, didn't fit as well. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm guilty of we ripped a piece of the tent uh, this spring, fail, we move on, we fail to fix it. Um, and then we just shove it back in. And then next spring, we're gonna open it up and find that same hole in there. Rachel and, and Tana, and we'll catch Megan soon. What are some things that you can find that you can fix? Um, or in preparation, take this time to, to do whatever in preparation for the upcoming seasons. Yeah. So uh, Megan kind of mentioned that she's going to get going on her snowmobile, right? They're going to start getting that ready. Um, I know that I've ripped some pants out hiking, out hunting. Um, I'm going to do some mending. We actually just went through all of our gear last weekend and did the big try it on does it fit what do we need to go looking for so we will probably be doing some online purchasing of equipment getting ready um, for deer season and for for squirrel and rabbit hunting because we realized that some of our game um, vests especially with the kids they grow and and we try and buy them two sizes bigger to account for the sweatshirts and the vests and all of the stuff that we make them wear um, so that 
they stand out, but they grow much faster. So we're, uh, we're constantly doing the, okay, this is going down and this one's coming, you know, moving around the shuffle, if you will. So I know we're, I got some mending to do and, um, I, we got some guns to clean. I think everyone can say that they probably come in from a day of, I know I'm guilty of a day of duck hunting and you're out in, in the weather and the whatever. And the last thing I want to do is clean my gun. Um, I do the cursory, but I think before we get out this, this fall, we'll really do a deep clean on the firearms and get, and the bow hunting equipment and make sure we're all ready to go. With the bow hunting, I really want to stress that if you have any sort of stands up in, up in the trees that you've left there over the year, take them down, check all the straps before you get up in them. Um, We have so many unforeseen incidents with with tree stands that are completely preventable. Um, Please take down your tree stands at the end of the season, put them up the next season because um, those trees do grow, the straps um, fray and and we don't want anything to happen to you. So um, we will be looking at our tree stands and and our harnesses and make sure they're ready to go. That's an excellent idea. Uh, Many in Nebraska, by the time we hit Thanksgiving weekend, it is, you know, our rifle season has ended. Uh, many that that has ended their deer season. Um, they may not further in with bow or muzzleloader or late rifle season. So yeah, if you hadn't already take that long weekend and get those, get those stands down, put the blinds away, uh, do some mending, see what you need to purchase to fix so that you can stay safe and and not you know that equipment's expensive don't allow mother nature to to damage it then the other thing we'll be working on is our cast iron getting it prepped and and put away because of the winter with the snow tiana what are you going to do to mend or fix or prepare your equipment or clothing or anything to prepare yourself for the spring and summer seasons. Well, I don't know about you guys, but when the weather starts getting cold and I get stuck inside, I get real itchy to get back out. So um, one of the ways to kind of alleviate that without being outside, if the weather's nasty, is to go through your stuff. And like you said, kind of mend, fix, organize. One of my favorite winter activities is organizing my tackle box. And I love to do that before the holidays, especially because when people start coming around asking for Christmas lists, Um, If I can link them to a couple really interesting lures or some new fishing line, maybe that's a really great time to do that. Um, My my family sometimes does a little bit of a, my mom and dad do like a lure swap during the holidays. So they'll get a bunch of stuff for the holidays. And then it's like Pokemon cards or baseball cards. They trade back and forth and (laughs) they negotiate and haggle. And it's, it's a really fun time to do stuff like that. And another good thing to do is to be checking your line, especially as the weather changes or if you fished hard all season, you might be low on fishing line or your line might just be getting a little bit brittle. So it's a really good time to check on that, especially if you plan on fishing throughout the winter. Um, If not, you can always take your line off and clean off that spool, make sure if it's got any junk or dirt in it, um, that you get that all polished up and cleaned. And... um, and that's a great thing to do for bow fishing. We do tend to kind of put our 
and our archery equipment away for bow fishing at this time of year. So the fall is a great time, as we talked about on an earlier podcast, because the water is clear and it's a great time to get out. But as we get into the holidays, it gets a little cold and we don't go out as much. So um, it is a good time if you're not archery hunting already to go ahead and get your bows into the shop and get them tuned up, get them checked. Again, if there's anything wrong, just smack it on your Christmas list and worry about it later. <laughs> That's always always a good thing to do. And that's a uh, future episode that we have scheduled too, is chatting about what's on our um, our Christmas list. So great leeway. And I I love that. We're gonna, when we get to that episode, we're going to have to chat more about this lure uh, swap. What a great idea, because why go buy new ones if somebody has one that worked for them or they don't want any more, then just switch it out. Oh, yeah. We got to get mom and papa fancher on here and they can talk all about their swaps i think it's probably caused some family rifts in the past but mom usually gets the better end of the deal i don't know how that works <laughs> it's all her charms oh funny funny i think it goes back to that whole happy wife happy life thing <laughs> <laughs> that's right she got a full tackle box she's a happy wife so it works out in the end I think just yesterday I heard happy mom, happy whatever. (laughs) So, yep. (laughs) Yep, it's true. It's very true. My dad knows it. We know it. It's important. (laughs) We we have come up with quite a list. Yeah, I I think we're going to, we're going to be busy over our vacations or days away or on our green Friday and then extended into the weekend. We're certainly going to be busy. Well, let's ladies, remind people too. That we, oh, ladies, is there anything that we uh, missed? Let's remind people too that um, as we're getting together with families, of course, to be safe and be careful, especially in these times of COVID. But um, don't forget to invite somebody new, especially if you've got little cousins or something you'll be getting together with, nieces and nephews. Make sure to invite somebody new. And even if there's someone you know has never expressed interest in the past, remember to ask them and to keep asking them and to keep encouraging them. Um, it's really, really important, especially this time of year with all the families getting together. Yeah. yeah. And to your point, Tana, I mean, we always have a Friendsgiving. Most of us aren't from Iowa. We've kind of moved here. So we've had a Friendsgiving. So along those same lines, you know, your coworkers, those, those folks that you see every day, um, you might just assume that they, they do the activity, but um you can tell by the excitement that we all have when we talk about these uh, passions, enjoyments, things that we like doing um, to yeah, extend, extend that invitation because it, it'll probably take a few times. Um, I know that I got invited multiple times and I was always a little standoffish that now I don't think I will want to do that thing. I don't, I don't really understand why you get so excited about doing that stuff. So um just that perseverance to, to keep asking and um, it'll pay off and, and, and that person will truly appreciate it in the end. So. Absolutely. Well, and if you are looking for something to do with you or your family or your friends, don't forget to check out our SGO outdoors website as well. We've got links on there for all the different States about things to do in the States, whether it's hunting, fishing, general recreation, camping. So it's a really great resource if you just want to scroll through and maybe pick an activity. 
Yep. And we always love hearing from you. So uh, y'all out there. So please keep your comments coming. Um, let us know what you're thinking, what you want to hear about. Uh, we certainly can fly by the seat of our pants and talk about God knows what, but we'd love to talk about what you want to hear. So um, we want to thank you for tuning into the She Goes Outdoors podcast. Um, we've added more host to benefit you so we're able to record this weekly and really expand our topics by subscribing to the podcast you will automatically be pushed new released episodes to your listening device help us reach new audiences um, and grow the show review and rate the podcast on itunes share your love with all outdoor friends be sure to visit us on facebook instagram for our show notes and additional conversations talk with us and others about the week's topic and as Tana mentioned, make sure you go over to the escooutdoors.com website and, uh, and learn more. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you outdoors. Bye.